Why choose this green church? I came to TGC because I saw a place where I could grow spiritually and I also saw people who were interested in my well-being in general. They weren't actually trying to force this, um, but it kind of made me stay because I could see that it was genuine. Um, TGC make me feel like this is my home. Like I feel old. I feel like I've always wanted a place where I can showcase myself, where I can be discriminated, where I can express how I feel exactly, and that is what CGV is all about. Everything we do is based on the word of God. You don't manipulate it to our own benefit. Like, you want things good, and that's what we're That's why I love you. There you have it. You have an insightful show. Father, we thank you. We thank you for another time together together. We thank you for all you do for us, all you do in our midst. We thank you because you back up your word with signs following. Thank you because we can hang on every word you say, knowing that you bring it to pass. We give you all the praise. We thank you for Sunday, for the great things you do in our midst. It is your doing, O oh God, you know, and our sight is marvelous. We thank you because on Sunday you help people to begin to learn to hear from you. And we saw, you know, we saw the results live. We saw, you know, uh, people hearing for the first time, seeing for the first time, and seeing, you know, wonderful details, you know, that was you, and we are grateful. It's not about, it's not because um, I, I'm special. Yes, I am before you. But that's not, you know, that's not why you do these things. You do it because you back up your word. I'm grateful, Lord. It feels good to know that I can trust in you, that I can trust on every command you say, and you will bring it to pass. Thank you, Lord. So even as we go further into these things, as a church, we receive much more, much more, much more grace, enablement, boldness to even dare much more, that we dare much more even in the area of healing, now begin to see much more miracles of healings happen through us. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. As we go to here this evening, we ask for open hearts, that every heart is open and ready to receive from you. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. So um, today's teaching, called to heal. Called to heal. You know, I like to teach. So when I do teach on Sunday, and I just do a short teaching, and I get to visit me somewhere in my stomach, I told you, you didn't teach long enough. <laughs> so this is going to be a proper teaching, okay? Because there must be a balance of word and spirit. All right? Someone said, word alone, you might dry up. Spirit alone, you might blow up. But word and spirit, you grow up. I'll take that again. Word alone, you might dry up. Spirit alone, you might blow up. But word and spirit, you grow up. So there must be a balance of word and spirit. So the word helps us to understand what the spirit is doing. It also helps us to have, you know, a desire for much more. Because when you see this in the word, it helps a desire to, you know, to begin to want to see those things as written in the word in your life. So there must be a balance of word and spirit. Now, when people do spirit alone also, this is the issue. They become um, spooky. 
they lose grit for appropriateness. Everything is just spirit, you know. So, you know, they, they, they don't care for the accuracy. And in, and in so doing, they open themselves to demonic manipulation. All right? So we must be open to, we must grow based on the word and the spirit so that we are not, you know, so that we are in line and we build effectively. All right? So call to ill. Mark 16, 15 to 20. Mark 16, 15 to 20. So he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. 17. And these signs will accompany those who believe. These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will not beg out demons. They will not negotiate with demons, okay? They will drive out demons. And he said, those who believe, they will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And if they drink any poison, deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. So he said, they will pick up snakes with their hands. Now, the snakes can be literal snakes or figurative snakes. It's true, it is true both ways. Okay? And we see an example when Paul, you know, put his hand somewhere and, his, and snakes, you know, wrapped, wrapped around it. What did Paul do? Paul shook it off. Shook off the snake. Okay? So Paul demonstrated the truth of this word. They will pick up snakes with our hands and it will not hurt us. All right? So they will take poison. It will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. So now, he said, you didn't get the poison, not you. He's saying that you cannot have the excuse that it's because I ate bad food. My stomach is paining me. He's saying that it's not hurt you at all. So you have your right to cast out the pain. Okay, yes, I ate bad food. Yes, I did. Okay, but pain, you have no right here. Out. Do you understand? So we don't excuse sickness, saying, ah, it's my fault. We don't care. They cast it out. All right? Since after this, 19. The Lord, after I had spoken with them, he was taken up into heaven and he sat at the right hand of God. The disciples went out and preached everywhere. The disciples went out and preached everywhere. And the Lord walked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. So we see the people that they spoke about here were not the apostles alone. With for every believer, he that believes will put his hands on the sick and the sick will get well. It is not when you grow up, as I said on Sunday, it is for every believer. So every believer has been called into the ministry of healing. Amen. We have all been called into the ministry of healing. Glory to God. All right? And it says the disciples went out everywhere, they preached everywhere, and the Lord backed up his word with signs following. So they didn't just talk in, no. They were talking and signs following. Matthew 10, 1, 7 and 8. Right now, this scripture should be in your head because we, talk, we do this, this scripture, you know, we've done like four, four Sundays in a row, okay? We must keep going over until it sticks into your, into your brain. Matthew 10, 1, 7 and 8. Jesus called the disciples to him. And gave them authority to drive out impure spirits 
and to heal every sickness and disease. Look at that. To heal every not some, to heal every sickness and disease. He didn't say some are big, some are small. He gave them authority to heal every. So our goal should be to heal every. Glory to God. Seven, as you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Verse eight, heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out demons. It's like that part. Okay? Freely you have received, freely give. Okay, so to them, preach. Don't just preach the kingdom. Do the kingdom. What's do the kingdom? Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy. Leprosy can mean any, any skin issue. Okay? Just means cleanse every skin issue. Okay? So including plenty of people. It, it's too cleanse. Drive out demons. So this is important for us to note. That he was telling them that the preaching of the kingdom goes paripasu, you know, whatever that means, with the doing of the kingdom. Alright? So the kingdom is not just in the words. The kingdom, you know, is seen in a demonstration. That as we preach the kingdom, we do the kingdom. I will explain that further as we go on. Luke 10, 1, 2 and 9. So the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place he was about to go. Don't forget in Matthew 10, he called the 12. In, Matthew, in Luke 10, 17. So to say 20, 70, wherever you are, you're my disciple, you are called to heal the sick. All right? So we can't say only the apostles did miracles. Nope. Whenever God calls, he calls them and backs them up with his assignment. Okay? So they are the 12, the 70, and all of us in Mark 16. All right? So, verse 2, look at He told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask not of the harvest, therefore, to send our workers into his, into his harvest field. Verse 9. And look, one, look 10, 1, 2, 9. All right? And he told him, verse 9, heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God has come near you. So heal them and tell them this is the kingdom. That the healing is part of the kingdom. He's saying do not build a gospel, a preaching, you know, without healing. He's saying when you preach ill, okay, when you preach ill, that you must not take away preaching from healing. Matthew 10, Luke 10, Mark 16. Say, you must not separate the two. Where the gospel is preached, there must be healing. Must. Healing is a compulsory part of, this, of, of, of the kingdom, of ministry. Our shows for that as we go on. So we said here before, divine healing is the dinner bell of the gospel. Divine healing is the what? Dinner bell of the gospel. If you keep ringing it, people will come. So you see all over scripture, the people, the people got healed and a crowd gathered. So divine healing is the what? Dinner bell of the gospel. If you keep ringing it, people will come. One more time. Divine healing is the dinner bell of the gospel. If you keep ringing it, 
people will come. One more time. Divine healing is the dinner bell of the gospel. If you keep ringing it, people will come. So even the hardest of sinners, okay, the person's heart will melt when he sees God's goodness in healing. So imagine an artist, you know, severely ill, you know, cancer, terminal, terminal cancer, and God heals him in of hands. You know, it will, it will be hard for him to see that atheism. You get my point here? That he has seen the goodness of God in his own healing. So divine healing is what the nature of the gospel. If you keep bringing it, people will come. All right? John 14, 12 to 14. Very true, I tell you. Whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing. Look at that. Whoever believes in me. See, when people say things like, Healing is done away with. That miracles and the apostles. You know, if, if I were God, I would send angels to conk their head. In a way that the head would swear. As in, because these things are so clear in scripture that it should not be an argument. That's too clear. It should not be an argument. And you know their issue? They tried and failed, so they cancelled it. Okay? They tried and failed, and they cancelled it. One of like the, the, the apostles. When they tried and failed, when they asked Christ, what happened here? It normally works, why didn't it work? They did not cancel, they had to ask why didn't it work? All right? John 14, 12, 14 again. Where should I tell you? Whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than this, because I am going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name. So that the Father may be glorified in the Son. 14, you may ask me for anything, you know, and I will do it. So he's saying that even if, even if that thing has to be created, I will do it. So he says, even if that bone has to be created, I will recreate the bone. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. So ask is to take him at his word. His own is to back up his word with signs following. What do I do? I take him up at his word. That Lord you said. What you said, all right? Luke six forty. The student is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like their teacher. So, if our teacher is Jesus, as he is right now, okay, our goal is to be like the teacher, to do as he does. So, if the child is the sick, if we are well trained also, we heal the sick. Okay, so our goal is to be discipled into the image of Christ himself. So, our, our goal is not just, not just to be like the Christ that was on the earth, but the Christ that is right now at God's right hand. That's the goal. That's why he said, we will do greater works than this. Glory to God. Why Bible says in John, I think 317 or so, as he is, so are we in this world. As he is now, so are we in this world. So I am not to, to, to question the word, the word. I am to, you know, see myself as the word says. Whatever it takes, Lord, you said this. I stand on it. Sometimes, you know, the word is fulfilled by contention. Like Abraham. Abraham contended, con, conten, contended, right? They got to a point where he was fully persuaded, and what came to pass. All right? 
Matthew 28, 19 to 20. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Disciples, not just people that God, not just them saved. As they are getting saved, disciple them. You know, so they can be like Luke 6, 40. They can be like their teacher. All right? Except for all nations, the time in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them, look at this, to obey everything I have commanded you. So, what has, what has commanded them? To preach and to heal. To preach and to heal, and to live rightly also. So, he's saying in, in discipling them, we must teach believers to what? Live rightly, yes. Preach the gospel, yes. But also do the miraculous. Says to do everything I have commanded you, everything, and surely I am with you always. Okay, so this is to show that we all have, we all have been called to healing. I'll get that. So first, must know this: salvation is total. Salvation is total. What he says is one who's able. See what's the other most? So, salvation is total in spirit, soul, and body. Glory to God. So, God provided for us, you know, to walk in divine health, spirit, soul, and body, and also to dispense the healing. To walk in divine health, and also to dispense divine health. So, the believer should not be at the, at the mercy of medicine and therapy. All right? If not be at the mercy of medicine and therapy, is very wrong. So, if right now you're at that level, you must grow. They have to grow out of every time needing the doctor. Glory to God. All right? First Peter 24. First Peter 24. First Peter 24. First Peter 2.24. Thank you, Lord Jesus. First Peter 2.24. Open your Bibles. All right. First Peter two twenty-four. Thank you, Lord. Oh, faithful Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let rain up your glory fall. Are we there? Let it cover all the earth. All right. He himself bore our sins and his own body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness by his wounds or strife you have been healed now some people in their good naturedness plus ignorance say the healing is spiritual healing that is just, it just means healed from sin. And you know, I, I wonder why people like to take away from the gospel. What do you gain by beating down faith to suit you where you are right now? Why not, you know, desire to go with what it says instead of beating it down to what you believe now? So, when it says by his wounds you have been healed, why did you use, why did you use it? not something else? Why did he say cleansed from sin? Why did he say healed? Because the healing is spirit, soul, and body. By his wounds, you have been healed. Matthew 8, 14, 17. When you just, no, that by his wounds, you have been healed. This particular verse, first part 24. Um, 
Peter was quoting Isaiah 53. Right? He was quoting Isaiah 53. And I'll show us that. And I'll show us that, you know, not only Peter, Matthew also did the same thing. Quoted that, quoted that part and referred to it as healing expressly. Okay, Matthew 47. When Jesus, when Jesus came to Peter's house, he saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. 15. He touched her hand and the fever left her. And she got up and began to wait on him. I like this. So imagine you went home with your, you went home with a, with a friend. You went home with a friend, all right? And you got to the friend's house, and the friend's mother is sick, all right? And you pray for the mother, and the mother goes to the start. You'll be the kind of friend you want to come to the house. The kind of friend they prepare for. All right, boy, they can go in your phone, all right, that, 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 you know? They're good friend. Glory to God. You believe that you have value to offer. All right. 16. When evening came, many were demon possessed were brought to him, and he drove the spirit, drove out the spirit with the word, and healed all their sick. 17. Look at this. This was filled with the prophet Isaiah. He took our infirmities and bore our diseases. You see that? So he said he healed them. To fulfill what Isaiah said, that he took up infirmities and bore our diseases. So he's saying that part of scripture is tied to healing. Do you understand? All right? So it's so clear, again, that this part is, is, is not just you know, spiritual healing, it's a total healing. In fact, it refers more to physical healing than, than to spiritual healing. All right? Glory to God. So he healed their sick to fulfill what Isaiah said. He took up our infirmities and bore our diseases. Okay? Isaiah 53. Verse 1. Who has believed our message? And to whom has some of the Lord been revealed? A grove before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Not, not, not to the appearance that we should desire him. Three, he was despised, rejected by men. A man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from people who hide their faces, he was despised and we held him in low esteem. Four, surely he took up our pain. <laughs> surely, assuredly, very certainly, with most conviction, surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. So he had to consider him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. Five. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. So we see that salvation and healing go together. In fact, the word salvation, sozo, austeria, you know, it's, it's, it goes beyond just um, healing from sin. 
you know, freedom from sin. It, it includes deliverance from oppression. It includes material prosperity. It, just, it means totally saved, saved in every regard. All right? So salvation and healing go together. The one who is saved has been healed by the stripes of Jesus. All right? So as you got saved, it was also put into your account. So when you check your, when you check your account balance spiritually, you see right there, there's healing in your account balance. There's healing there. Your healing has been paid for and put into your account. Glory to God. And you can't, this account cannot be exhausted. Cannot be exhausted. You can't exhaust this account. So we are called not only to live healed, but also to go about and dispense the healing. All right? So we see, you know, in Isaiah 53, it says, by his wounds we have been healed. I like that. By his wounds we are healed. All right? Peter says, first chapter 24 says, by his wounds we have been healed. To show that the healing happened on the cross. Our healing is a past tense reality that's already happened and we put in our account. I hope that is clear. Glory to God. So healing is part of the redemptive work. And it's, you know, even just right showed this, God showed this in, in, the, in the covenant, where he told the Israelites, you know, in Exodus 15 or so, says, if you obey the Lord God and serve him, says, you're not putting any of these that upon you, you know, that you live in health. Even telling the Egyptians, okay? T- sorry, telling the Israelites, okay? telling the Israelites, okay, that if they obey and serve their God, he will bless their bread and butter and take sickness far away from them. So even in the old covenant, healing was made available. How much more they knew? You know, the old covenant sort of um, gave us a shadow of, of salvation. Give, give us a, a, a type, a shadow, a, a forecast of salvation. So, as they were delivered from Egypt, the Lord promised them you know, freedom from their oppressors, freedom from their oppressors, um, health, okay, and prosperity. You see that? To show what salvation totally entails is complete salvation, freedom from their oppressors. That's in, in the new freedom from sin and works of the devil. Material prosperity, right? And health for the body. That's why it says in Psalm, in Psalm 104, Psalm 107, it says, He led them out of Egypt, and there was not one feeble amongst them. So, all these walking walk in the wilderness, there was not one feeble, not one of them fell sick. So, Christ, for 40 years in the wilderness, not one person fell sick. Can you, can you imagine that? So, they had a totally healed church, in quotes, because they were the church then. With Ecclesia, I call that one. So they had a totally ill church. Not one person was feeble amongst them. So healing is an essential part of salvation. It's a major part of salvation package. So it's why also Christ sent disciples everywhere. Christ sent disciples to them, preach and heal. Because healing is, is a very essential part of the kingdom. So tell them, preach. Don't just preach, heal. Because healing is an essential part of of the kingdom. So I told you, Mark, Mark 16, 15 to 20, that go and preach. Okay? Whoever believes will heal the sick. Because healing is an essential part of the kingdom. Salvation and healing go hand in hand. Glory to God. Alright? So healing is a gift. This means that it is available to the saved and unsaved. 
The saved can get healed. The unsaved can also get healed. Healing is God's gift to mankind. Glory to God. So we'll see in the ministry of Jesus that, you know, never ask anyone to go and be holy first, then come back and get healed. Nope. So holiness is not a requirement to get healed. Okay? He will heal them, then tell them to live holy, to avoid fresh affliction. So it's not again in John 5, 1 to 5. John 5, 1 to 5. Away, Joanne. John 5. Yeah, 1 to 5. Some time later, she just went to Jerusalem, one of the Jewish festivals. Two. Now, there, now there's in Jerusalem near the ship gate, a pool, which, which, which in Aramaic is called Bethsaida, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here, a great number of disabled people used to lie the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. Verse 5. One who has one one who has been one who, one was there who had been an invalid for 38 years. Oh my. Okay? When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, Do you want to get well? Is that what I want? I think I'm in, I'm in, wrong, <laughs> I'm in the wrong chapter. Uh, okay, let's hold on. Okay, yeah, it's a, it's a, I'm, I'm right. It's here, it's here. All right. So the valet replied to him, Sir, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is dead. While I'm trying to get in, someone goes ahead, ahead of me. Now, the way that, that, the way that, 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 that pool works there, an angel will come and stare the pool once a year. And whoever gets in first will be healed. All right? So then Asia will come in, will come not once a year, from time to time, randomly. Will come from time to time. All right? And whoever jumps in first will be healed. So if you, if you miss that time, that's the next time. And you, don't, you know the next time. Maybe next year, maybe next month, maybe next two weeks. You don't know. Just wait, they just wait in that, in that pool for when Asia will show up and stay the water. Look at that. So that's wait. See, to show how much God loves people, he made an arrangement for even people that don't have plenty of faith. All you just do is just use your energy, rush like the water. Just get like the water when the water is dead and you'll be healed. <laughs> so, and whoever jumps in first will be cured of all their issues. So, the lame man there was there for years, you know, before he, you know because he was lame. Before he gets to the water, someone has jumped in the eye of him. So, Christ saw him, okay, and healed him. He healed him, okay. Then in verse 15, verse 14, the man found it, later Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, See, you are well again. Stop sinning, or something worse may happen to you. So Christ healed them first. All right, as, as we see you know, from verses um, 8 to 14. But 8 said, Just said to him, Get up, pick up your mat and walk. Okay, verse 9. At once the man was cured, he picked up his mat and walked. Okay? The day in which which is place for the Sabbath. That's not the point. Alright. Now in verse 14, Christ told him when you find him at the temple. See, you are well again. Stop sinning, or something worse may happen to you. So he didn't tell him, go and stop sinning, then come back and be healed. You see that? He healed him and told him, Stop sinning, or something worse may happen to you. So this, this, this is the point. Number one, the sinner and the saint 
can be healed, should be healed. All right? Second point is that sin also brings affliction. So the person that is sick could have been, you know, afflicted because of, a, of sin. And the way sin opens up, opens, opens up people to affliction. But they can get healed. Now, they can get healed today and go back and live in sin and pick, pick up the sickness again. All right? And they get it again next tomorrow. Pick up again. And get, but the point is that the sinner of the saints can be healed again. So they can go back home and live in sin and pick up the issue again. And say, come back again and be healed. Go back again and pick it up again. Come back and be healed again. It, it, it does not finish. God did not say, I am tired of you. You understand? Know, he won't say, you again, last week, this week, ah, it's only you. I'm not healing you again. Get out. Nope. The person will be healed. Come back again and live in sin. I'm not going to be healed again. But this is the issue. The devil is smart. The devil can kill the person before he comes back next time. The devil can kill the person before the person comes back next time. That's what the issue is. The devil can kill the person. Just kill the person. Because the devil knows that the person will come back and be healed again. No, just finishing once. Why we don't, you know, we don't play with don't play yourself with it, okay? But this is my point. The, sick, the, the saint and the sinner gets healed. All right? You know, this is the plan of God. That is goodness will lead you to repentance. That, that when someone that is living in stark sin, as a terrible sinner, meets, you know, divine healing, and is totally healed of these of his, of his, of his issues, that healing will melt the heart and, and make the person want to live out in righteousness to God. So his plan is that to use his love to, to, to melt hard hearts. You understand? So that his, his love for you in healing even this, the worst of sinners will make that sinner's heart to melt. Okay? God's goodness leads to repentance. So several times in, in Scripture, where the Bible says, Jesus healed them all. Look at that. He healed them all in a crowd. Now, you know that kind of crowd? In that kind of there'll be useless people. Useless people be there. People that are very abusive, wicked parents, bad children, wicked neighbors, police children, policemen. <laughs> policemen will be there. SAS will be there. In those days, they are their, their own police too, and they are task collectors, let's collect bribes. <laughs> so they are also task collectors, fornicators, adulterers. It's a crowd. But he healed them all. This show you that, you know, it's not about their sin right now. When they came for healing and received healing. So, you know, sickness, you know, gets healed for saints and sinner. Amen. Okay? You know, God heals because he loves us. And because sickness is the work of the devil. And God is anything the devil does. So, that makes God freely dispense healing. Because, number one, is love for his people. Number two, sickness is from the devil. Directly indirectly. Directly in the sense of um, direct affliction. Or in the sense of, you know, um, the fallen world. I did man fall. Satan tricked man. So directly indirectly, sickness is as a result of the devil. And Christ went about, after the death, going about healing all were sick and oppressed of the devil, you know, because God of the sin. So God heals, not because, not because people act well, but because he loves us. And because sickness is the work of the devil. Are we good? All right. So they don't have to tell anyone. They don't have to tell anyone to repent first, then heal. No. After healing, now tell them, repent. You know? After healing, tell them, don't go back to this, don't go back to this behavior. Okay? But he always dispensed 
healing. So healing is available to everyone. So don't think that it's because you, you, know, you made a mistake. That's why you cannot get well. That's the devil lying to you. Amen. Now, when you were a stark sinner, unsaved, not belonging to Christ, he allowed you to get saved. I mean, he didn't say you are so sinful, you cannot be saved. So how much more healing? So he will not withhold healing from you because you sinned. Now look at, for example, Paul. Paul is there said that he was worst of sinners, that he was the worst of sinners. Okay? But he got saved. Salvation like healing is available to everyone. Look at that. Glory to God. So healing is dispensed by the believer. Again, healing is dispensed by the believer. Glory to God. As we see in Mark 16, 15 to 20, it says the one that believes will place hands on the sick, and the sick will get well. Healing is dispensed by the believer. Every believer is called to the ministry of healing. So don't say, eh, I don't have healing, healing ministry. Eh, it's what Ketra Kuma. It's a pastor Chris Ackerman. Shut up your mouth. Every believer has been called to the ministry of healing. Glory to God. So the sick believer can, you know, by faith lay hold of the healing already available in two ways, okay? The sick believer can call on church elders to pray for him and get well, or, you know, by himself lay hold ourselves. Lay hold of the healing already available to, 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 to us as those in Christ. James 5. James 5, 13 to 16. James 5, 13 to 16. Is anyone among you in trouble? <laughs> Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Look at this one. Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. And the Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. 16. Therefore, confess your sins to each other. And pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of righteous man is powerful and effective. I like that. Glory to God. So he says, if anyone among you is sick, call the, call the doctor. Right? Is that what James said? Is anyone sick? Call your therapist. Is anyone sick? Come back and Offend sick. I don't know these drugs again. Um... This, okay, looking at it as you know, it's now stayed. What's what, that drug they have for malaria now? I don't know. Chloroquine. Those days, chloroquine, nivaquine. What again? Those coins. Right? I don't know them again. I'm the youth of God. All right? So he says, if anyone is sick, call the church elders, not call a doctor. Something is wrong with believers when the doctor confesses when people are sick. It's, it's terrible. It's terrible. 
When the first part of call for a sick person is medicine, um, Panadol, you heard this headache in you, Panadol, or go to the hospital. No, just call the elders of the church. So if worse comes to worse, and you cannot, you cannot pray for yourself to get it because your faith is, is at that point later, call church elders. Meaning that to be an elder in church, you must be able to heal the sick. Glory to Jesus. So, so one of the requirements of being a elder in church is that you, are, you have the ministry of healing. So the guy is a church worker. I'm a worker in my church. Okay? You have the ministry to heal the sick. Okay, not just elder to form righteous gang, to do the scenario committee for people that sin. No, okay? one of your jobs is also to heal, heal the sick. Glory to God. So he says, you know, the prayer offered in faith, now, not the oil, the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up, reading from James 5, 10 to 16. I'm on verse 15 now. Says, if they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Meaning that the sin will not stop the healing. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. He will say, look at this sinner. You can never get well. Nope. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. So let nothing make you feel unqualified for God's goodness. Glory to God. Alright? So, the saved believer can get healing, you know, by either calling church elders to pray for them, or by himself learning to lay hold of the things as in Christ. So, see, James said call church elders, meaning that every church has to have an active ministry of healing. Do you understand? Every church has to have, you know, an active ministry of healing. Healing has to be commonplace in every church. Don't say my church does not have healing ministry. We are not called to healing. We are called to, to, you know, something else, holiness. Okay? Every church has to have healing ministry. We have to cure this. This is an anomaly to this church. It's an anomaly. It's a very terrible anomaly. That we've made eating look like fried rice only for, only for Christmas Day or special occasion. Amen. It is so wrong. Christ will go everywhere, preach and heal. To show and told wherever you go, as they are preaching ill, don't wait for special Sunday or healing month. Do you understand? Some, some people cannot wait for healing month before they die. Some people will die for a limon. They will die for a limon. They will die for a limon. Or they will live in pain until a limon. And see, the truth is this. If you don't, if you don't work in Eden regularly as a church, a limon will not work well. You're not getting me. If you don't work in Eden as a regular habit in church, a limon will not work well. You have some few healings because why? For you, it's not, it's not, for you, it's not, it's not, it's not an habit. It's an occasion. So if you want to actually work in Eden or work in Eden ministry, Eden has to be for you a culture, an habit, not a special occasion. Because the more you heal, the more you heal. Yes. The more you minister healing, the more you find it easier to minister healing. So if you wait for this month or the special location or the special program, you are, you, are, you, are, you are just thinking to stay up what should already be active in your body. People die like that. Alright? See, 
the more people get healed in church, the more people get healed at home. When you see healing happen a lot when you worship, you just in your head that healing is mine. Healing is not hard. You understand? So you begin to have faith for healing. What you don't see on the altar, you don't see in your life. Is it true? Is it true? Kenneth says, you will get in your people what you teach on the altar. What you teach is what you see. What you emphasize is what you see. Not what you teach once in a month, or, sorry, once in a year. What you teach is what you see. What you teach is what you see. Glory to God. So we have to fix these things, okay? It's not, it should not be so. So, when James said, if you are sick in the church, call church elders. This is the point that nobody should be sick in church. You should have 100% elder church. So, if I'm taking this sickle, call church people to pray for you. So, when they pray for you again, you go back to, go back to the condition of everybody healthy in church. Glory to God. If every church, if we all learn to live like this, one day in the future, when, when there's another COVID, they won't close the church. I do say everybody go to church. It's because we have failed in this that they could dare close down churches. So it's not their fault, it's our fault. It's our fault. It's on us. There's a time, you know, John G. Lake's ministry. They, they got about 100,000 people healed in, in five years. 100,000 healings in five years. 100,000 healings in five years. They have what they call healing rooms. Where they bring people that are sick. 30 days program, healing rooms. So they pray for them every day. They, some people get healed immediately. Some people get healed on the, on the second day, third day, fifth day. But they go back healed. 100,000 healings in five years. So that government sent people to go and, sent people to go and do investigation, to go and check if it's true. Went, they went to check it. Real healings. Glory to God. So we can have a 100% healed church. But it's on us to desire and to contend for it and to never back down. Amen. Alright? So, this shows that every believer should grow from the one, you know, needing healing to the one that is dispensing healing. There should be an arch cry in us to go from the one that we prayed for to being the one praying for others. So meaning that you must learn yourself how to receive healing by faith and then how to also dispense healing. So yes, when you first got sick and you're ignorant, it's fine. Call, call pastor every time, it's fine. You're a baby. Call church elders every time, you're a baby. You know, call them every time, you're a baby. But at some point, eh, shame should cash you. At some point, shame should cash you. Now that shame does not mean now I hide your sickness. So. That would be even more shameful. That, that, that shame, that, that, you know, but, you know, there should be that desire. That, Lord, now I'm, you know, calling for help. But, Lord, I must grow to also be the one that is laying, that is getting it by himself. Not even that. The one that lives in divine health. That lives in divine health, constant care and dispenses healing. Glory to God. Some people take, some people take to the extreme end. They now become so shameful, they hide their sickness. Pastor, that's from Sunday. Is anyone sick in the church? Nobody answers. They are for me. It doesn't have to be that it is. Now adapt it is. Now stupid it is. 
Is anybody sick of church? Everybody's saying, it's not me. But there's a pain in your body hiding. How daft. Glory to God. So, that's the balance, okay? While you are growing, if you are having issues getting healed yourself, call for help. But don't stay at that level. Do you understand? Desire growth. Amen. All right? So what is is the prayer of faith. A prayer of faith is based on knowing what is yours in Christ and speaking it out in words. Second Corinthians 13. Second Corinthians 13. It is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. It is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. Since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe. Look at this. And therefore speak. Again. It is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. Since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe. Look at that. And therefore speak. So, prayer of faith is putting God's word in your mouth. Believing and speaking. Prayer of faith is a prayer based on the word of God. That you put God's word on your lips, speaking out the word. So, for the believer that is sick in his body, and wants to get healed without calling the pastor or calling church elders, what you do is this. Know that healing is part of your salvation. Is your right in Christ. According to 24. That says, by his stress, I was healed, right? So you say to yourself that, by his stripes, I was healed. Christ paid for my sins and sickness. So I have no reason to be sick. So, body, you are healed. So, be healed. Thank you, Lord, for my healing. That's that. A simple prayer. According to 1 Peter 24, by his stripes, I was healed. Christ paid for my sins and sickness. I have no reason to be sick. So, body, you are healed. So, be healed. Thank you, Lord, for my healing. Take it again, because it's a simple prayer that works. So, again, I said before, a prayer of faith is putting God's word on your lips. Okay? Declaring God's word. So, you are praying for healing for yourself, right? And you say, According to 1 Peter 24, by his stripes, I was healed. Christ paid for my sins and sickness. I have no reason to be sick. So, body, you are healed. So, be healed. Thank you, Lord, for my healing. As you do this, if you've prayed, you know, and you've thanked God for it, and you now let that feel the same tongue. Repeat that prayer again. Okay? Repeat that prayer again. I come to the Bible. I come to 1 Peter 24. By his stripes I was healed. Okay? Christ has paid my sickness and sin. So I have no reason to be sick. Therefore, body you are healed. So be healed. Thank you, Lord, for my healing. 
When, anytime you feel that symptom, repeat that same thing again. I am the healed of God. Bible says, First Peter 24. 1 Peter 2.24. By his stripes, I was healed. So, Christ has paid for my sickness and sin. Therefore, I have no reason to be sick. So, body, you are healed. So, be healed. Thank you, Lord, for my healing. So, when I feel the symptom, repeat your confession. You know, Mark 11, 24. You will have whatsoever you say. You will have the word of God that you put on your lips. You will have what? God's word that you put on your lips. All right? Glory to God. Now, out Mr. Eileen to the sick. Out Mr. Eileen to the sick. Out Mr. Eileen to the sick. Glory to God. Okay? Mark 16, 17. Mark 16, 17. Matthew 8, 14, 15. Mark 16, 17. Matthew 8, 14, 15. Glory to God. Are we learning? So, Mark 16, 17 says, And these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. All right? It is says they will pick up six hands, and when you can get the poison, it's not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people, and they will get well. They will place their hands on sick people, and they will get well. Matthew 20 to 15. Matthew 8, 14 to 15. When you just came to Peter's house, so Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. He touched her hand, and the fever left her. And she got up and began to wait on him. So we see that one way to Mr. Ealing is through the laying on of hands. All right? The laying on of hands. Now, sometimes, most times, right, we lay hands and give a decree. Because in this part of the law, Luke says in Luke's account that he, laid, he touched her and rebuked the fever. All right? So sometimes we just, we just lay hands alone or we lay hands and give a command. Okay? So it can be both. It can be either laying of hands. Let me say it again. It can be laying of hands, declaration, or both. Laying of hands, declaration, or both. Let's go to Matthew 8, 13 and 16. 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 Then you said to the centurion, then you said to the centurion, go, let it be done for you just as you believed it would. And a servant was healed at that moment. Look at that, 13. Then you said to the centurion, go, let it be done just as you believed it would. And a servant was healed at that moment. Again, then you said to the centurion, Go, let it be done just as you believed it would. And the servant was healed at that moment. So, a, just a declaration. Just go. Let it be done for you as you have said, as, as, you, as you have believed. And as he said that word, a servant was healed at that particular moment. So, a declaration. Right? Verse 16. When this March 8, 16. 
when evening came, many were demon-possessed were brought to him. And he drove out the spirits with a word and healed all the sick. So with just a declaration, with just a declaration, glory to God, with just a declaration. So you can get the sick healed with just a declaration or laying of hands or boats. Glory to God. Okay? Let's see both in Matthew 8, 1, 1 to 3. Matthew 1 to 3. But when Jesus came up on the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A more leprosy came and before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Look at that. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said. Be clean. Immediately, he was cleansed of his leprosy. So he touched him and said, I am willing, be clean, and was cleansed of his leprosy. So we see a simple command with a touch got the job done. Glory to God. So declaration, laying of hands, or boats. So you can lay hands. For example, now, I've been in meetings where I need hands down the person was sick. I think the person was healthy dance for impartation. And the person got well. The power went in and got the job done without meaning about it. So we can get sick if we just laying off hands alone or laying hands and issuing a decree saying, be healed. And the person gets healed or just a declaration. Sometimes over the phone. All right? So last night I prayed for someone with a stomach crisis. And right then she was healed over the phone. Just a decree. Now, it wasn't a, a long prayer. Just a decree. Glory to God. All right? We also have using points of contact. Now, in declarations, right, I've, I've, I've gotten people healed over a phone call, over a text. Yes, over a, I just I send a message by text. Now, as I was, as I was typing the text, I prayed over the text. I said, be healed now. I type it out. Person got healed. So I sent over, over text, you know, WhatsApp. I sent it via DM on Twitter. Not I've said, I've done it. All right? It's not, again, it's not, not to brag. I call it brag. Good for you too. I don't mind bragging everything in Christ, all right? I don't mind the little brag name of Jesus. You know, it's good. Glory to God. It's good to brag in the name of Jesus. Brag, it's good to boast in the Lord. But if you let me down, boast, boast in the name of the Lord. So I, li- I like to boast in his name. That I did so and so in his name. I love that kind of boast, all right? So I see people yield over the phone, phone calls, via text, Twitter DM, physical, physical, physical declaration, you know, physical declaration. Or a touch. Alright? There's also point of contact. For example, Peter's shadow. There's shadow, there's um, handkerchiefs, aprons. Just point of contact. Imagine the man is issue of blood in Mark 525. Let's go there. Mark 525. 24. Mark 5, 25, 34. Mark 5, 25 to 34. And a woman was there who had to bleeding for 12 years. A woman was there who had to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered, look, look at this, look at this, look at this. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors. She had suffered 
a great deal under the care of many doctors. So the Bible calls it here that she was suffering that of doctors. Ouch. I love doctors. You know, love you guys. You do a great job, right? <laughs> but it says here, she had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors. And I've spent all she had. <laughs> Yet, since I'm getting better, she grew worse. <laughs> Look at her. Twelve years. Suffered bleeding. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. 29. Immediately, her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. As she touched him, that touch of faith, as she touched him, her bleeding stopped and she just felt in her body that she had been freed from her suffering. Let's see. At once, just Christ realized, just realized that power had gone out of him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? So, look at this. As, as he was going to touch him, she was telling herself, she was saying to herself, muttering to herself, if I touch this man's clothes, I will be healed. She was, she was very, she was, she was, she was, she was spiritually smart, spiritually intelligent, she was spiritually intelligent, to make, to, to, to just make a day that when this man is going, eh, there will be healing in his clothes also. When this guy is flowing, ah, if I touch his clothes, I should be healed also. So she didn't even ask Jesus, let me touch your clothes and let him pass. Look at that. So she touched the clothes because she said to herself, if I touch, I will be healed. So there was faith backed up with healing virtually clothes. So a touch of faith activated healing for her. She was saying, if I touch, I'll be healed. Glory to God. So as she touched, she immediately knew that she was, she was, she was fine. Why? Power left the body of Christ and touched her. So both of them knew power, power, power was in play. Christ knew someone touched me. He like, ah, no, no, no. Who did that here? Hmm, who did that? Because he knew that that touch was not that he touched. Now, don't forget that it's a crowd. So people were jamming him. People were jamming him and they were not you. No, the crowd were jamming him. You know, just, you know in, a, in, a, in a large crowd, you know, you know, and all that. But they didn't get healed. But somebody did a touch of faith. And that touch of faith made power be dispensed. So the one that, that touched the power knew I touched power. And Christ also knew power had gone out. That feels so good. Glory to God. All right? And because there was faith in that touch, she got healed. Meaning that people can touch and not get healed, even though there's power present. A touch of faith, you know, pulled out the power without permission. Without permission, a touch of faith pulled out the power. Glory to God. Oh, glory to God. You know, some years back, right? This happened to me like three years ago. I was praying for some praying for everybody. I prayed for this particular lady, and I feel, you know, I pray for people a lot, and I don't feel anything. I don't feel, I don't feel the power flow out. I, pray, I, felt, I felt one day, and it felt like, like power just went, poof, and I felt like, like you know, like 
electricity just flows out of you. I, I, I understood and I found now what I read here, that Christ felt power flow. Glory to God. This is real and practical. Why? I've been there, so I can tell you I've been there. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. All right? So she touched and was healed. So she touched the clothes. So I'm saying that power, you know, people can get healed by touching points of contact. All right? Acts 5. Acts 5. Glory to Jesus. Acts 5. From verse, um, from verse 15. As a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least, look at that, Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Kaya. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by impure spirits, and all of them were healed. So Peter's shadow was getting a job done. Shadow. No decree, no touch. Just the touch of shadow. So look at this. They brought their sick from every town into church to just come to where Peter is. Now, these days, people say they are sick and stay at home. Something is wrong. It's very hard. Sometimes I'm sick, I come to church. <laughs> it shows where the church is. People took their sick to church to get healed. At home, people are taking, not, not in this church, not, not here, God forbid. People are taking their sick home to be healed. So this, is, this is the problem. In, in the, the people took their sick to church to get healed. In today's, in today's church, in, in many circles, people stay at home when they are sick. Pastor, I'm not feeling fine. I can't, I, can't, I can't come to church. See the problems? People should be running to church when they are sick, not staying at home because they are sick. This, this is meant to be the norm. This is meant to be the norm. It's meant to be our life. Then when you are sick, you go and get healed in church. Glory to God. So, as, as a church, we must begin to think about this a little more. How can I even start up our own healing rooms? That even beyond Sunday, people can come during the week, you know. Now, the healing rooms of John G. Lake, wasn't one always there? You had people there doing the job, church, church, church workers, especially trained for healing the sick. They were there. So, so what's the John G. Lake thing? You had people for the job, and they'll tell them, I'm sending you this guy to pray for. Don't come back until he's healed. Yes, we tell them, you're responsible for healing. Don't come back until he's healed. So they take the person there and pray until the person gets well. Don't come back until the person is healed. You're responsible for the healing. Now, he didn't say God is responsible for the healing. You are responsible for the healing. Because God, as king of the church, has to go about and enforce the word. Glory to God. So Peter's shadow. Amen. Acts 19. Acts 19, 11 and 12. Now, this shadow thing, right? It's good, it's good, it's good to have done something before. So you have, you have, you have examples of, of, of pastor examples. It's good. So when I, when I pray for people and do partitions, sometimes I know that. I know the parts at the battle level where shadow do the job. I just know at this particular point, shadow do the job. I just stand in front of the person, just stand in front of the person, and just let shadow do the thing. I know I'm, I'm at that point where the power is flowing out. So I know if I stand 
and submit us from you, power will flow out. I know. So, what, what do I do? I just go and stand in front of them. Just submit us, and the power flows out. It's what, it's what Peter was doing, you know. The shadow. It's, it's not even about the shadow. It's just the, 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 the proximity of the body, of the, of the, of the body kind, the anointing. So the person, the person receives the anointing. So I just stand, and I just see the, the power just goes out. I guess the job done. All right? Glory to God. So we'll see in Acts 9, 11, and 12. Acts 9, 11, and 12. God did extraordinary miracles through Paul. Okay? God did extraordinary miracles through Paul. So that even handkerchiefs and aprons, look at that, that touched him were taken to the sick. And their illnesses were cured, and the evil spirits left them. So just by taking handkerchiefs and aprons off, you know, the body of, of Paul, just touching his, his body with handkerchiefs and aprons. They would take the handkerchiefs to the, to the sick people, and the sick got healed, and even evil spirits left just by the touch of an handkerchief or apron that touched Paul's body. So the same way the shadow casted out devils, you know, or the proximity, which I think is more accurate, so also did, you know, handkerchiefs and aprons from the body of the anointed man. So we can also minister healing, just healing and deliverance by proximity, just by proximity, by proximity, or by sending a cloth or handkerchief to the person. All right? So you have a right to contend for these levels. Okay? Whatever you see in the world, put yourself there. Me too. Don't say it's for special people. No, we are all called to this thing. So if you pursue, you will receive. You'll be activated. Glory to God. Whatever I do now, I do because I contended for. Okay? I believe, I believe in, you know, in God's grace. And I see myself in it. And I go for it. And guess what? I'm going for much more. So go for it also. Glory to God. So healing should be immediate. Healing should be immediate. But it might not always be. Sometimes it is progressive or happens later, spontaneously. So I remember praying for someone with, with, with eye issues some years back. And on Sunday, nothing happened on Sunday. By Tuesday morning, she was healed over the midnight. She woke up and found her eyes soaked with, soaked with water. She went to the hospital to check, and her eyes were totally healed. Total, complete healing. So sometimes healing is progressive or happens continuously at a later time. Now, I believe our goal should be instant healings. All right? But this is the issue. You must never give up. Even if it means going again and again to pray for the same person again and again. Now, I heard of a story of someone that was John G. Lakes in their room. That got healed on the 28th day. Now, they have, you know, you know, it's a 30 days program, right? The person got healed on the 28th day. 28th. So imagine if the person had given up and left on, on the 27th day. They pray for the same person for 28 days. So I think many times we don't get any illness because we give up. Again, I think many times we don't get some illness to happen because we give up too early. One more time. I believe we don't get some illness because we give up too early. There should be a place of praying for the same person over and over and over. Now, this is the issue. Sometimes also, when we pray today on Monday, we now wait to get to the next 24 for the person. It's not bad though, it's good. But 
could it be that we get more results if we keep going you know, for, a, for, a, for, a, for, a, for a for a fixed period of time? We just keep going every day. Is it possible? Is it possible that, that, that we get the power to, to do much more than giving it so much gap in between? Is it possible? All right. So really, I believe in this in, in the rooms thing. I think every church should have healing rooms, healing school, where people can come for a period of days to be taught healing and receive healing. Some people get healed on the last day. Some people, you know, usually, they get taught every day. Then the last day, because they've been taught, they've been taught Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they've been taught for, for days repeatedly. So they are so ready to receive healing that they get healed one time on the last day. The place of hearing the same thing in the same period over and over again. That's why I love camp meetings. That thing about hearing the word every day, every day, two sessions every day or three, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. By the third day, you are full, ready to blow. So we miss out on something when, when, when now the way, the way the church runs these days. People just come to church on, on Sunday, one hour, one, hour, one hour, or even two hours. Just rush and go. Just, just need a rush, 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 rush. We are missing something in church with our rush. We are missing something in church life, but it's rush out of church. Many, many, many months will happen if we allow ourselves time in God's presence. Even the word and being drunk in the spirit. Many months will happen. No revival happens with people that are, that are taking time to leave church. It cannot happen. If it happens, they will kill it. Check it out. You are tracking time for pastor. Pastor, time. You kill the revival yourself. There's a sense of allowing God to do his thing. All right? So if you want a revival-based church, can't be taking time for your pastor. It's not work. If it works, at some point, we kill it. All right? So you have to build... And the pastor's job to build your church on revival posture. Revival posture. Glory to God. That's why I love videos. Glory to God. So, don't give up. Keep going. Remember in Mark 8 22 26, when Christ prepared for the blind man? Let's go there. Mark 8. 26. Mark 8, 22, 26. Mark 8, 22 to 26. This thing is part of what God has been telling for a while. This thing about going over again and again. When, when it does not work. Now, go again. This is the mistake we make, I think. We either don't go again or we go again after a long time. So we, we, we miss the momentum build up. You understand? We miss that momentum build up. Either we don't go again, we go after a long time. There's a place of going over and over and over and over in the same period. Hear my point here? Can, can, can you give yourself, I give myself in this issue seven days. Seven days on this issue. Now, I'll, I'll keep going, I'll keep praying about this, decreeing the same decree every day, seven days, that I'll stay in my room. By stripes, I was healed. And I'm facing the one hour. By stripes, I was healed. So because I was healed, I was healed, I am healed. Okay? I was healed. I am healed. His one said, I is healed. In all tenses, I was, I is, I am. You know, there's a place of going over again in your room. So, this, and this man shared this with Jerisabel. I think he said he had a sword in his mouth or so. And he kept on going over his room all night. They cleaned all night in the room. All night, just pissing, making the same decree all night. By morning, he was healed. So, there's a place of, you know, 
I think sometimes we are lazy. Okay? Of making that decree over and over. As you do so, the power is building up and getting much more done. Okay? And this is where many of us miss it. We either go for a short time or we just try it once. It doesn't work, we give up. Whosoever shall say, it's also a place of keeping on saying. It says, if you ask, whosoever shall keep on asking, will receive. Whosoever will keep on knocking. That will be open unto you. So you keep on banging that door so it opens unto you. Don't knock small and go. Keep on knocking consistently until it opens. Don't be a quitter. Don't be a, this is not meant to be a bad word, but it's also, a, you know, a sissy. You know, I don't know. It means someone that, you know, that is easily, 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 easily backed down. So someone that's like that's easily shooed. They just shoot you off. Don't be one that's easily shooed off. Shoot, shoot, just go away. No, don't give up easily. Don't be a quitter. Don't be a give upper. Mind my English. Take it like that. Don't give up. Never give up. Never back down. You keep going until you have what the word says you have. Matthew 8. There they came to the cider, and some, brought, some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus Christ to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. When he had spit on the man's eyes, he put his hands on him. Jesus Christ asked him, Do you see anything? Look at that. 24. He looked up and said, I see people. They look like trees walking around. Look at that. So he had, after the first prayer, he had partial healing, incomplete healing. So Christ prayed again in 25. He says, Once more, just put his hands on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were opened, his sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. So Jesus himself had to pray for one person twice. So, usually, once you do it, but if one does not do it, you keep going. 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 Sometimes, it is already happening, but you're not seeing it. Do you understand? You're not seeing it. So, sometimes we give up too early. We need to learn to keep going. Keep going. Okay? Now, see, here also, Christ checked. Asked him, do you see clearly? So, meaning, there's a place for checking. If you don't check, how will you know this is not going to the results? Sometimes, then, faith is in checking. No, not many of us, we don't check because out of fear. You don't, you don't want to cast, you don't check. So, you just pray and run away. And faith is checking. Faith is checking. Check and ask questions. How do you feel? How do you feel? Ask, check. Okay? Check. Sometimes, healing happens when we are checking. You understand? Sometimes it's not that, 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 that action of to check that, 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 that activates the healing. Glory to Jesus. Alright? We see also in Acts 3 that Peter and John, after, after they came for the man, they pulled the man up. What are they doing? An act of faith on the word put him up so, he could, so they could also check to see if that happened. Now, this part, do a discernment, okay? Don't break someone's leg more. <laughs> but <laughs> you have to contend for it. You have to contend for it, okay? Maybe, maybe try checking, try checking with small things first. 
you know, let practice checking with small things. A headache, a stomach pain, you know, stuff like that. Okay, before you check, it's a bit broken, you know, so you don't cause for that pain. Wow. All right? And if your faith carries it too, why not? I, I, I will not hold you back, okay? But you get my point. Glory to God. You know, Spiritual what? Someone came with a goiter. And you get, Spiritual picked up a Bible and eat the goiter. Eat, eat the goiter. He eat the goiter. And it jumped off. What did he say? Call the Bible sort of the sword of the spirit. And just eat it. Bah! And he used sort of spirit to cut it off. And, and the goiter jumped off. He eat the goiter. Now, one time when there was also a lame man that came to him, he kicked the lame man off the altar. Don't, 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 do this, don't do this at home. Don't try it, please. Don't try it at home. Police can arrest you. They can go to jail. He kicked off the lame man off the altar. As in, be healed. Kick the guy off. But then the guy landed on the floor. Landed on the floor, healed. Healing by kicking. One of Benin also, was, he, he was invited to, 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 to a program somewhere. And landed from the airport. Was taking, was thinking, he was to go and rest, to go and chill or something. And the pastor, out of his... Um, Ignorance or carelessness, sensitivity. So like, ah, Benin, there's some, some, some person here in your feet. Let's go and pray for the person killing. In his mind, like, can I just go and rest and sleep? Should I drag him there? Go, go to sleep and just, 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 just stab the guy. Be healed! With annoyance. Be healed! You know, just to get a guy trapped in his mind. The person will die you because that prayer they prayed, that prayer did not reach the stomach. The prayer, the prayer did not reach anywhere. It was telling himself that that guy will die. That prayer is not real, you know? But the person got healed. Got healed. The person got healed. So, first person, so I think later in the program, someone I first told him, I was the one you prayed for last night or so. Like, uh, even when he was shocked, hey, I didn't walk. <laughs> Glory to God. All right. So, check. 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 It's by checking that you know what you contend for further. When you don't check, how will you know to contend further? Glory to God. Finally, keep going. You lose drive and enthusiasm when you focus on what, what, what hasn't worked yet. Rather than focus on what is doing, again, keep going. You lose drive and enthusiasm when you focus on what hasn't worked yet instead of focusing on what God is already doing. Let what God is doing drive your faith to contend for what is yet to happen. Let what God is doing drive your faith to contend for what is yet to happen. Don't let failures defeat you, but rather spoil you to contend even more. Are we blessed? Can we rise? Just give me thanks. Well, I'll thank you for your word. Because we'll put this into practice and we'll grow and let result in our healing ministry. So right now, I decree over anyone listening right now, the power of God flows right now. And you are healed now of every issue in the name of Jesus. Every pain dis- dis- disappears. Every tumor dissolves. Every wrong growth melts in the name of Jesus. Everyone is right now, full healing now. Now, as a listen right now, you are seeking your body, touch your place. Seeking your body, touch your place. Just touch your place right now. Touch it right now quickly. Maybe your head, your stomach, your bum, whatever. Touch it. In the name of Jesus, be healed now. The power of God comes over you right now and affects a healing now in the name of Jesus. So we see individual fruits right now from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet in the name of Jesus. I just remember to say this. Okay, quickly. 
this is a quick um, reminder. When praying for the sick, you don't have to always say, you know, the right words. Sometimes you just need to say, be healed or be clean. It's not about, you know, saying the English very well. Sometimes, you know, sometimes when, when you have to, have, to, have to talk about the place, like, for example, stomach be healed, whatever, leg be healed, or, so, or something like that. When, just, 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 just even saying be healed alone. The, the power knows where to go to. Okay? The command knows where to go to. The power of God is, is smart, intelligent. So it's not, it's not always, I have a specific case of stomach, leg, the hand. No, just, just saying be healed alone. The power knows where to go to. Also, in lean hands. Now, there are times when you have to lay on the particular place that is causing the pain. Or you can lay on anywhere, the, the head, the hand, and the power knows where to go to to do the healing. So it's not until you, you, you touch that place. There are times when you feel led to do so, which is fine. But generally, the power knows where to go to. Okay? The power of God is intelligent enough to discern you know, where to get out of the body. All right? Thank you, Lord. This is what you right now. You're not born again. Uh, if you're not born again, you cannot heal the sick. It's not possible. It's not your right. So you're not born again, or you are born again, or, and you've gone back into sin, you feel so lost, you want to come back home. Just, you want, just talk to God in one minute and tell God, Lord, I'm back home. I'm coming back home. I'm coming back home. I want you in my life. Just talk, talk to God in, in a moment. Just tell God, talk to him from your heart. Let him know how much you want him. Lord, I want you, you know, I want you. I want you in my life. I want to live with you. I want to walk with you on the earth and to know that you know, when, when I'm gone, I'll live forever with you. Come into my life, oh God. Just talk to, him. Talk, talk, talk to God freely. Let him know how you feel from your heart. Don't form, don't hide. Talk, talk to your father. All right? Say the prayer with me. Say the prayer, you know, that I just talked about. Say after me, Lord Jesus, today I invite you into my life. I invite you into my life. Today, I believe that you died to pay for my sins. You were buried, but you rose again and gave me a brand new life. Today, I invite you into my life as my Savior and Lord. I am born again. Jesus, my friend. Now, he says after, it with me, it's as easy as that you are born again, okay? So, help us to, help us to know, to know you so we can, we can help you to understand and walk on this path. So, send us a mail. Info at thisgreenchurch.org. Info at thisgreenchurch.org. Again, send us your email with your name, your phone number, to info at thisgreenchurch.org. Or send us a DM on Twitter at thisgreenchurch. Or on IG at thisgreenchurch. Facebook at thisgreenchurch. All right? Hey, hope you were blessed by the sermon. Feel free to visit our website, www.thisgreenchurch.org, for more info. God bless you.